everybody and welcome back to the teacher cast today i'm really excited to be joined by claudia but for anyone that's new tuning into the podcast my name is Haley. i'm a year two pme student with hibernia college and i suppose i set up this podcast to kind of delve into some conversations you know just out of my own interests and particularly from a student's point of view um especially studying a master's in teaching through a pandemic um, but I'm joined by Claudia today because Claudia completed her second school placement in a Gwales school and I know for many people they've been really interested in getting into you know hearing about Claudia's story and I can't wait to find out more myself Um, Claudia personally is, has been a rock to me throughout my placement experiences and through my PME and um, so I'm so happy to have her today to chat and um, and yeah share her experience so Claudia maybe if you want to introduce yourself how maybe we know each other and where people can find you and then we can get into having a chat about your Gwail school experience <laughs> well thank you so much Hayley for having me on anyway um so my name is Claudia I'm a year two PME student uh in the same year as Hayley so that's how we kind of we know each other yeah. Um, we met through our Instagram accounts. We did. So, as you all know, Haley is the teacher student, <laughs> and I am Miss Moonjur Dotsy. Dotsy. <laughs> and you can find me on Instagram there. And I try to post as much as I can, as Haley and, and anybody who's done a PME knows how hectic it is. Mm-hmm. Just even trying to get stuff up online sometimes is a bit <laughs> time tough going. It's time consuming. <laughs> But yeah, that's really, that's kind of, I don't know what, what else I'd say about myself um, other than I did my placement in the Grail School, which has been huge. Like I've had so much interest in it. I've got loads of questions about it from people on Instagram. So so mm-hmm. many people are interested on it. So I thought it'd be a perfect topic for a podcast Absolutely. that people can listen to and look back on. Yeah, excellent. Claudia, before um, you started the PME, obviously I know all the answers to this, but for anyone that's listening in, what did you do before the PME? So I did my undergraduate degree in early childhood care and education, and I did that in Mary Eye. So I have so much experience and knowledge with very young children. So it's children from birth to six. So it's a little bit of a younger age range than what we're used to dealing with. So like the older classes for me in primary school is like, so much more different than what I'd be used to mm-hmm. but um that's where what my wealth of knowledge really comes from is kind of younger kids infants Ashter that's, yeah that's my area of that's expertise. your expertise yeah excellent and so you you did your second school placement in a Gwale school and um, but before we kind of touch on that what did you do for your first school placement so for my first school placement I was in a deaf school mm-hmm. and um I was with second class excellent and I really enjoyed it. I loved the experience. I was a bit nervous going in because I said I'd get the middle class over yeah. and done with. Um, as when you're doing a PME, you have to do infants, middle class and senior. Yeah. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know. Um, so I was a bit nervous because they're a bit older than what I'm kind of used to. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, I remember when I was living over in Italy and um, I had to kind of sub in um for a, it was kind of four class of four class age but they were about 10. Mm-hmm. I hadn't know I was only doing my undergraduate degree <laughs> at the time I hadn't a notion what to do with them they were all speaking Italian at me yeah and um I was there like oh and I could speak it actually so they thought they were all speaking about me without yeah. me knowing it and we ended up having the best crack and I really did enjoy it so it was very similar from like my school placement one I was a bit nervous about it, but I so enjoyed the experience. I really enjoyed it. I have to say second class is a class that I do really like now. That's so interesting because um, I, I know as well, like myself, it can be daunting when you're going into an age group that you're just not familiar with, especially in a, in a professional setting like teaching. Um, it can be quite overwhelming. So you did infants then for your um, second school placement so firstly, why did you decide to complete your SP2? If anyone doesn't know what the abbreviation, is it acronym? SP2 stands for, it's School Placement 2. Um, why did you decide to complete SP2 in a Gwale school? Well, I'll be totally honest. And I've always been really, really honest on like my Instagram and everything with everybody. Um, like I didn't have huge amount of options to me at the time. And the Gwale mm-hmm. school is quite close to where I live. Yeah, geographically. And, um, huh? Geographically. Geographically, yeah. So it was just really 
kind of, I suppose, handy for me at the same time, as well as I've always really wanted to improve my Irish. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't get the best support in school. When I was in school, I didn't get the best support in secondary school. And I taught myself all the Irish I know now, the Irish to get into the course. Yeah. So I really wanted to improve my confidence, my competence in my Irish and also Mm -hmm. teaching it. And I suppose teaching it, teaching Gaelga in all subjects, Mm -hmm. like that was a challenge. Definitely. That was a challenge, but it challenged me so much that now, you know, I feel like I've benefited so much more from that experience. But yes, I wanted to get more confident in my teaching of Irish because I want to give children like that love for the language that I didn't, you know, I suppose, get myself. That must have been interesting then for you going into a Gwail school setting because, you know, I know you had senior infants, so like they obviously had a bit of groundwork from junior infants, but I know like for many people, they don't probably remember their infants experience like when they were in school, but really like for me anyway, like I don't remember like being taught like I remember learning Irish obviously but I don't remember any specifics to learning Irish and like you said like it's trying to instill that love for the language and I really do believe that it has to come from infancy really do you would you agree with that I 100% agree it has to come from a very very young age to get the groundwork because Mm -hmm. children will want to communicate children want to communicate and they want to communicate through language that's that's our form of communication and they want to communicate through the form of language that they have Mm -hmm. and if you come at them with another language and they're you know they're uncomfortable with it you're not going to instill that love for the language you're going to instill a kind of a resistance and a, I don't want to talk in that language sort of a thing yeah it happened to me over in Italy as well the kids wouldn't talk to me in English they'd only talk to me in Italian yeah um so it's a similar kind of way you kind of have to bring it in what I used to do over in Italy was bilingual teaching yeah so I'd use English in with the Italian and it kind of got them used to hearing the words until I moved on to full sentences and these were younger kids they'd be about six seven yeah um so it's in the same sort of way that kind of works in Nina's and Nina's are normally attached to the schools, but it has to come from really young where the kids are listening to the language and just becoming comfortable being around it before they start kind of speaking it, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really I have to admire you and your resilience for going in. Like I, I remember you telling me, oh, I, I'm going to do my my second school placement in a, in a Gwail school. And I remember thinking, Claudia, like, what are you doing like are you <laughs> mad like I really I, I couldn't I couldn't I could, not that I didn't have faith in you obviously of course I did but I was like that's just going to be that's going to be tough because I remember I, I went down and did the second week of the Gwail talks online with you and mm-hmm. I remember you saying like oh I might try and get into a different school you know in in another part of the country where you have family and um I was like would you not try that and you were like Haley, I tried, but you know, it's really hard, isn't it? Like not it's not just you, like I struggle to get some of my placements as well. Um, you know, whether they already had students coming in or I wasn't from a particular college. Um, like this is just the realities of it. And it you know, you you are you do end up with often limited options because of it, whether it's geographically, like if you can't get there by transport or if you don't drive, um you know, it is quite you daunting. Are, you are certainly limited, especially if you are in more rural Ireland. And it, the reality is it is very difficult to get placement. You're not from the area. They don't know you. Mm-hmm. It can be very difficult to source. I, a lot of the issue I had was around I was not a past pupil. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I'm not a past pupil of the Gwales School. Mm-hmm. I might be from the area. But yeah. I mean, they were more than accommodating to take me. And yeah. I have to say that the experience that I got there was fantastic and I am so glad that I've done it now but I I, that's so funny like I do actually remember when um when you said that to me as well you're like Claudia what are you doing yeah (laughs) I remember so vividly I was standing in your kitchen and I was like are you serious and I I think you were like yeah I actually I don't know what I'm doing (laughs) Yeah, you were you were there like no, you're not. And I remember I think it was like the week coming up to it or something. Yeah. And you said to me, Claudia, are you actually still doing this? And I was like, Yeah, I am actually going to do. It. I don't have another choice. I have to do. It. Yeah. So. And everyone thought I was like, but 
what are you doing <laughs> i know so like overall how did you feel before you started maybe like you know maybe like the week before like how how did you feel what was going through your head um did you prepare anything i suppose i have a, a load of questions there but um i suppose how did you feel like on the lead up to it the lead up to you see i had it in my head for so long that i kind of come like two turns at the fact that this is what i was going to do to be honest, as you know yourself, like we do, we didn't have any real like free time over summer no. for me to be at doing extra study, trying to build my language. No. So I just knew I had to go in there for the th- at least for the three days on the observation week to sit, look, watch, see what language was kind of being used, what le- level the kids had, and then work off that. Mm. Because there was nothing else I could do. I wasn't. I'm not. 100 percent honest with everybody i'm not fluent yeah like i didn't grow up in a gale tucked area yeah. i didn't go to a gale school so this is why it's even more challenging for me but um like if i can do it somebody else certainly can do it and yeah. it has it was an amazing experience but leading up to it the nerves were kicking in yeah and i was getting nervous i was seriously wondering about my own capabilities like capabilities yeah. my own abilities in doing it and I was wondering yeah. was I taking on more than I could chew but then I had I hadn't got another offer from another school to take me yeah that was within my my area so I, spo- I was stuck I suppose at the start of this episode we probably should have set the context like you were you did not grow up in a Gwail area you've never attended a Gwail school you've never subbed in a Gwail school you've never stepped foot in a Gwail school you don't really have any friends that went to a Gwail school in like no. your immediate circle of friends do you know, no. so this was like, I actually just can't stress to people listening to this, like how much of like a big deal this was. And for many people, like we have just discussed, like it's people are left with no option, um, particularly as you mentioned, Claudia, in, in the rural areas. So when you went then in on your first week, what was it like for you? And was there any preconceptions that you had or things that you thought, oh, I didn't expect that in your first week? My first week I went in and I was nervous. I was really kind of quiet myself. Like I, I suppose I kind of like bottled up, I suppose my yeah. language and everything. Yeah. But um, on observation, the children were all like speaking English in this particular grade school. Okay. Now, and I had a preconception or a misconception, I suppose that in Wales, because it was very like, you speak Irish and only Irish and you get punished if you don't speak Irish. I suppose yeah. that was kind of what I thought myself right however it was a very when i when i realized it's very relaxed atmosphere now in saying the kids were speaking english yes i could understand what they were saying but then i had to translate in my head the response i give in english into art which is sometimes nearly harder right instead of it all just being the one language yeah but the children were speaking uh, mostly english but they understood everything in irish and i think Mm -hmm. They didn't have any there was no kind of resistance to what i really noticed that first week there was no resistance to the irish mm. they used words here and there they enjoyed listening to it they they responded even in english they responded to the irish and to me that was just that's huge because they have such a groundwork of the language mm-hmm. that i didn't even have at that set that's you know at that stage when i was growing up yeah so i suppose that was a misconception like a misconception i had was that yeah. it was so strict it wasn't that strict it wasn't such a I suppose controlling I suppose environment that I thought it would be that's so interesting because for me like I have it in my head that would be extremely strict as well and I know every school is so different like you know and this every every school is so different every area is so different um you know and people listening to this might be comparing it if they do work in a Gwale school themselves um you know like oh well in my school we don't speak any English you know and like there'd be punishment for that so I suppose like for me anyway I'd be interested to go in so big into the Gwales school I'm wondering would it be the same as your experience and from now like on like having had your experience would would you be interested to see what it's like working in a different Gwales school to compare the two or what would, would that be something that would excite you to find out like I don't know what I think like I definitely feel like my confidence in my Gaelga and my spoken Gaelga is just like it's gone so far up that I that I never had before. Yeah. Um do I think I'm confident enough to walk into a school 
that is going to, you know, nitpick my Irish from my grammatical areas or tell me that I can't speak, you know, if I really cannot think of the word and I yeah. say it in English, you know, yeah. I don't know if I would like to be in that type of an environment right. personally. Okay. Those type of environments aren't really for me. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's totally fine. I mean, um, that's the But I mean, thing. every school yeah. is different. Yeah. Um, and the school I was in, they were very, very relaxed, but there was still, everybody was still speaking. I'm not saying this is a school that says the Wales School and is all speaking English. No, they were only small. They were only Nina and Shinshirka. They were only, like, you know, senior infants. Yeah. They're only small. Yeah, they're That's tiny. different in, it's just so different in infants. Yeah. Whereas come first class, it was, everything was through Irish. The kids were expected to speak Irish. Yeah. Um, but up till that, like we were still doing English phonics and everything, yeah. you know, Jolly Phonics program. Yeah, we were still yeah. doing that with them. So. Yeah, I find it so interesting because, like, at the minute now, like, I'm subbing senior infant set, and I, <laughs> I can't imagine. Well, like, obviously, it'd be different if they're in a Wales school, but like, I couldn't imagine them having the language to talk back. Like, yeah, it's one thing listening, but then talking it back is the, is the next challenge, you know. And that's, maybe that's the one thing, and that's all. That's all. Um, like language development, even yeah. very very small children before they like babies before they even start talking they're yeah. they're listening they're babbling they're you know they're getting the sounds but it's all that they're like a sponge they just have it all they chunk it all and then all of a sudden it's like you know word vomit they just drop all these words because yeah. been listening for so long and it's the same way I suppose for Gaelga and I suppose that's why we speak only Gaelga when we're doing Gaelga lessons yeah in school so that the children are listening and listening and listening but even at that for 40 minutes 45 minutes a day mm-hmm out of you know the whole other hours of the day mm. is just all through english it's still very difficult to pick up a language that way yeah i actually think um like with you know sh- students that move to ireland that are from countries where maybe they speak i don't know french spanish german whatever it is i think they go through periods if i'm not mistaken like they're silent periods where they yeah. literally just listen because i had that a student like that and literally they 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 barely spoke unless like they were giving a an answer to a lower order question um like yes no with options um things like that but definitely like i can see how that could you know be very similar with the guelga and like not being able to talk back for a period of time yeah interesting um claudia how do you plan and prepare for subjects as each day. So like obviously for me, I did my my placement in a in, in an English medium school. So like I did all my planning in English. I did my games in English. I did my lesson plans in English. I did my reflections in English. Now I obviously did my Irish lesson plans as Gaelga. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. the one a day. But yeah. and like but like for you, like what was your experience like for that? You know, did it add extra time? Like you know, or did you get used to it? How, like, just how was your overall feeling? Like, I just couldn't imagine where I would even look for the curriculum. I couldn't even imagine where I'd look for, like, faith formation goals. Do you even have to find, like, when you're planning religion lessons, like, do you even have to change that into Irish? Or is that fine? Like, share mm-hmm. your share your thoughts on that because I really wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> so that was, a, yeah, no, that's a brilliant question. So, yes, that was the other part of school placement that I was worried about. Not only going mm-hmm. in and teaching us, yeah. get everything us, get everything else, but the planning, the baggage, the paperwork, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all us, get the the courtina, like the um the visits from the tutors yeah. as well, yeah, yeah. all us, get oh, you know. Yeah. Dear was, God. <laughs> I knew it, this was full immersion. You mm-hmm. have to think full immersion, like submerge the head underwater, you know, in the Big picture. of that horse, you know. Yeah but you rise up you know yeah <laughs> um what i did was really like i just kind of got uh, whatever kind of subject i was teaching so like for maths a i did shape mm-hmm. and so shape is like you know crow and then i would um i'd learn the the different shapes and what is how many sides and how many corners mm-hmm. i'd learn those little little bits of language yeah a language of it and mm. then I was able to develop my lessons around it now it's very you, we all know the infants is very very simple yeah. anyway it's basic in senior infants you're a step up again from juniors but it's very basic so that that wasn't too bad it was the planning part of it which was hard now I used I think it is it um a niche I have a niche on my word oh a niche yeah um 
A-N-O-I-S. Yeah. And I got from the college and I used to use like just double check my grammar and things like that on it. But to, yes, it's more, it's, it's more, it's more, it takes more time, especially out of your weekend. Yeah. Your schemes are going to take long, longer because you're not thinking only of your ideas in English. You need to start translating yeah. them over. And if you're not fluent like myself, because this is really for people who aren't fluent like myself, we're thinking of going to Gwale schools. Yeah. Um, it is challenging and I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to take longer, but I always found like once I had the game done, I kind of knew what I was doing, particularly for my art subjects and that, yeah. like, cause I already had all of the curriculum got like the, what you call them, learning objectives yeah, and yeah, safe yeah. formation goals. Now where you find the curriculum Oswego, which is a brilliant point that you brought up there. Yeah, I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> You go into curriculum online mm-hmm. and you go into your subject. It's obviously going to come up, let's say, the maths curriculum, as, like Osperilla. Mm. And then you click Lag and Gelge oh, up okay. the top right hand corner. Yeah. <laughs> click that. And then the page is going to translate over to Irish. You click then and it'll download the curriculum and download Osperilla. Wow. And that's where I got everything that I needed for every single subject. Wow. Um, apart from English, which I could do in English. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. Okay. Yeah. But that's where you would get that. But yes, it takes, it is more, number one, yes, it's more stressful because it's, you, once again, you are pushing yourself in a language that you're not fluent in. It's yeah. easy to do in English because we don't think about it the same way your brain is on fire thinking in Irish all the time. Yeah. Or any other language that's not your own language till you become you know comfortable with it mm-hmm. um so yes it's more challenging yes it's going to take more time but is it going to be worth it a hundred percent i knew you'd 100%. say that but you have to you have to be willing i can't say it'll be for everybody because you have to have that you know put in all of you to put your entire self into it i know and especially even for making the re- can imagine for making resources so say say for example like i did i did a team right of giver on giver winter yeah and i was just making a thing of like little there were little flashcards with the word and a picture so like penguin uh polar bear bear, you know yeah snowman and then i had to check and make sure that the father was in the right place now pingon you know farishnachta what there's no Oh, you're... There's none in Farshnachta. But you make sure the grammar is right. Make yeah. sure I've used the shavu. Is Was there an eru? Like, all that had to be done. That took extra time. It wasn't just, know. you know, make a quick little, you know, that took extra time. Yeah. Yes, it's going to take more time. But as I said, yes, it was worth it. <laughs> yeah, now I... it was worth it. Was I crying <laughs> during it? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Who hasn't cried during no. though You're exhausted. Yeah. You're running on coffee and sugar, probably, because I don't think I stopped eating the entire time. Yeah, Just trying to keep myself awake. Yeah, or eating bags of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> If anyone just goes to the fridge and munches on cheese, they just know the sauce. They know, like myself and Hayley, we love our cheese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially the beach, you know, the big bags, grated cheese you get in Aldi or Tesco, mozzarella and red cheddar. Oh, And it's lovely. kind of flowery feel to it on your fingers and you're just like, this is the best. And you're like trying to not get it on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, but I remember, like, let's face it, I don't know how many times I cried on placement. Like, I don't know how many times, just out, out, like you said, the exhaustion. It's not even, it's, it's not the teaching. You're... You love the teaching. It's the paperwork. It's the exhaustion. It's the, oh my God, it's eight o'clock at night and I have three more plans to write in the next two hours. And then I have to get catch up on my assessment notes. Oh, I need to make sure I filled in my action plan. Your resources. Do you have your resources? You need to get things ready for photocopying. Does the photocopying sheet need to be left with the secretary who has to go and photocopy it for you? Will that be done in time? Oh, mm-hmm. maybe not. Maybe I have to print them myself. All these things, all these questions you have to ask yourself. And, and you're you're, exa- you're, you're exhausted. You are exhausted because it's not only just. I I was thinking about this the other day. It's not just going into school and teaching your lessons. It's not like you know, in SP one, we didn't have any inspectors coming in yeah. the, the thought the inspect uh, like 
I didn't get too many tips about like when anybody was coming. Yeah. So like it was every day you had to be ready. You had yeah. to have lovely lesson plans and be on edge and yeah. ready to perform when they came in. Mm-hmm. Totally. And you are exhausted from that alone. Like I know I was finished at, at about half one two because yeah. I was with infants. But by the time I got home, had something to eat, I was really ready to have a little nap on the couch. And but I was like, you, can't. you can't have a little nap on the couch no. because you won't wake up. Yeah. That happened to me once. I didn't wake up till seven. <laughs> and I was there in a mad rush trying to get everything done. I know. And then you feel so that. guilty. And then you feel so sad. And then you might cry. <laughs> yeah, you might have a cry. Like we have honestly, like call each other like in Balling. tears. Just like, I'm so tired. I just want to sleep. I yeah. just need a break. I know. And like, even for for like myself, like as, as everybody really knows, like I was unwell, so I had to take an extra week off after the midterm, yeah. which meant my, I had another week to make up. Which is so, just so hard because I was watching everybody being like, we're done and having, having a few drinks. And I was like, oh, this game shocked. Let's go. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, I know. Let's I know. Go. Yeah. Um, so what topics sorry god <laughs> what topics did you focus on i know you said gee i can't i'm just like like this is how bad it gets gee, gee, on, on gee, i did gee, so the topics i focused on was um Gebra? Gebra? I don't, I'm Gebra. yeah no you said giver is it giver yeah so i'm so to start off Ihahauna, halloween mm-hmm. and giver for two weeks now i did on giver actually really for three weeks but i did tennis to giver and mm-hmm. um, so i did you know sickness during winter that was my final week that's what i did with them you also did um, animals didn't you no no like uh, winter animals. oh you didn't do the nocturnal no no oh. no i didn't do them in the end oh okay because there was a lot more scope for or like this is thanks to my absolutely fabulous teacher Aww. she was like there's more scope for oral language through like you know like i have a cough i have a you know flu whatever it is and mm-hmm. um, you know, there was just more scope for getting them to like pull out the language out of them. You know yeah. what I mean? Like pull the oral language out of them. And um, so I went with with that plan as opposed to I didn't really know. Then I, you know, it would have been a lot more. This is another thing they have to think of. If you're doing your placement and the girls goes, if you are doing a lot of, you know, oral language and stuff, you have to be thinking, what kind of topics can I do to get the language, you know, the language out of them as well? You know, because yeah. especially when they're young. So like for like Iahauna and stuff, it was like we were doing like, you know, Buka and um Kaliak. And it was like, you know, Amahlat Kaliak. Mm-hmm. no ni Yeah. So it was like planning for that. So I was always trying to plan for some sort of question that had a an answer to it. Yeah, building and it up. It's as you can already tell, like that was exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> was exhausting just to come up with those things i was trying to make it as fun and playful I know. like i know when i did um tennis the gave room yeah we did teddy bill gallin yeah there's about a little teddy and he you know he poor teddy he falls down on his head and sure he hurts his eye his hand his knee poor lad is broken <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah broken. but they loved that and that was a good way to be like you know um you know girthy shea hus girthy shea like i'd say like here the girthy shea girthy shea cuss girthy shea a lot you know yeah so it was good for like you know our language and stuff which is another thing you have to plan for as well especially it's one thing i learned from one of my visits especially if you're in a grade school mm-hmm. you have to be planning for questions and grammatically correct answers everything has to be grammatically correct you can't be having any buttons so <laughs> wow just you mentioned your teacher there um i would love for you to send this episode to her so i just want to give a shout out to claudia's teacher for being amazing (laughs) she was absolutely incredible like i hope she does hear this yeah because you know she was uh like i know so many people didn't have you know I've, i've had two amazing school teachers yeah and she was incredible. She was such, I couldn't have done it without her. She was yeah. such a support to me. She wanted me to do well. Yeah. She like, when, you know, if I didn't have a good like um, visit, which uh, let's be honest here, not all visits are going to be good. And we yeah. all well, have, we had four. Our up and be, <laughs> yeah. huh? we have we, four. We They're four. not all going to be good. Yeah. And I didn't have the, one or two. We're not the best, yeah. but like she, I tell her what my advice was and we would work on it. She put a, she'd have her own plan and she'd be like, let's, 
put this into action and she you know we go through questions and things like that together mm. and she really built my confidence because she was like you have brilliant Irish Aww. she was like you really do you just don't have the confidence you weren't that confidence wasn't given to you and that's what it's about it's about giving kids that confidence to speak and to just just try oh god yeah I can just see in your face just how happy you are and so passionate and like I remember saying to you like this is going to be the hardest thing you'll ever do but by mm-hmm. the, when you come out of it you're going to be shouting on the top of your lungs you're going to be like look what I just did <laughs> oh like I remember when, just before we started, she, you said that to me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I can't wait for that. And then in the middle of it, I was like, it's never going to come. <laughs> One time I called you and you were just lying on your floor. <laughs> I was just like, sometimes I just need to lie on the floor and reground myself. Yeah. And I was just like, I can't, I don't know. As well, you see, I got so sick as well. And like, I just found it really hard to pull myself back up again after that get on the horse get back on the horse again yeah 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 so like this is the reality placement though it's the reality of it and if you are going to do it in the glasgow and you're not fluent you're not confident in your irish yes you can do it oh i'd love to hear that you can do it yes you can but you have to be willing to put in all that work put in all that extra effort, put mm-hmm. in, like, you're probably going to be speaking Irish to your friends on the phone, because I know I was doing it to Hayley all the time. I kept rambling on us again. She was like, what is she on about now? <laughs> no, I I totally knew what you were saying, but I was like, my head's just not there right now. <laughs> so, like, you're just going to, you know, you're going to really improve your brain, because your brain has to start thinking. Mm. You have to literally have the thoughts in your head coming in Irish, and that's mm. when you know you're starting to get a little bit more, like, yeah. confident in it. Not when you're translating over. When you're translating over, it's too difficult because nothing translates properly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, people can do it. It's just you have to have that that you know dedication and just be like okay i'm going to do this because you can see the end goal i'm going to complete my skill placement in the grade school it's going to be hard it's going to be a real big challenge that yeah going to be a challenge Mm. but imagine like you know when you come out of it to be able to say i did that yeah yeah and your 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 confidence and your goal is going to be amazing when you come out of it yeah um what has been the most valuable thing that you learned on this placement? And I suppose not just in terms of like your your personal um, personal professional development, um, more so like any tips in the actual classroom itself. Like, was there anything that, <clears throat> excuse me, was there anything that you found like, oh, that's a really good tip or that's a great way to approach this? Or, you know, any resources that you found were particularly valuable that you couldn't have lived without um yeah I'd like if you have anything to share on that I'd be interested to hear um any kind of tips and stuff that I learned um it's mostly like kind of what I was saying was kind of tips on like how to you know like teach Irish and stuff like that and different now that the the internet wasn't really great in the school I was in unfortunately so okay um kind of I, I had to make my own PowerPoints and stuff. Right. Um, but I found those resources were really amazing because I'd yeah. make, like, if we were doing the letter D mm. and, you know, I'd have a big D on the board and we'd, like, you know, learn how to draw it properly and, um, you know, different words that start with D. And we do I spy with different words beginning with D, but also with other letters that they knew. Like, there was some stuff I could reuse yeah. throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Um like the, those are kind of like things and I also relied like on my like I suppose flashcards and stuff behavior management a really good tip that I learned from the teacher was to just be like you know you give them one chance and then you write their name up on the board it worked really well with that class anyway particularly wow. um worked really well um because I did it once twice and I think I even did it during one of my visits and I just put the name up on the board and I got commended on that because it was good classroom management yeah you had full control Mm-hmm. that's interesting about you saying about the powerpoint because actually in fact i had six class and just from teaching irish um on placement i found using powerpoint beyond helpful for me mm-hmm. anyway because when you click when you hook your laptop in anyway onto an interactive whiteboard and you click present it actually shows you the slides coming up so if you actually forget 
where this is actually going you can like no, like oh I can actually see what the next slide is so you can kind of lead on to the next slide quite nicely and what I'd recommend people getting is a clicker I don't know Claudia mm -hmm. if you had a clicker no for me anyway it worked so well because you know with six class it's going at a much faster pace I imagine than infants um like for example we did um what is it uh, clicky kim so basically mm -hmm. we'd all these pictures of all the different vocab on the board but instead of me actually standing at the laptop the whole time I was able to walk around the classroom and have a good classroom presence because I find when you're stuck on a laptop pressing next 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 particularly when you have a lot of slides you kind of lose you lose what you're kind of saying or what you're you know you're yeah you kind of don't yeah. it doesn't flow yeah and you just don't have a I feel like you just don't have the classroom presence like I love to walk around the classroom I love to stand in different points of the classroom I don't like standing in the one place like I was getting serious steps walking in a circle all day um <laughs> like honestly I was like oh my god like I didn't even go for a walk today and I'm hitting 10,000 steps um yeah. yeah and like I I I, I was actually inspected twice on Guelga um on my placement and I just found it so helpful having the clicker in my hand and especially if I had modeled something on the board on the interactive mm -hmm. whiteboard or I had to go back to tell a student like a, the word or something I could literally click back on my clicker I didn't have to be walking up I could literally stay beside them mm -hmm. do you know what I mean as I'm helping yeah. them um, yeah yeah I have to say best 20 quid I ever spent um, yeah and it just literally hooks in by USB I got it on Amazon Um, I know you have fifth class for your as part of asp don't you in, yes, not in a I not do. in a grade school ever experience in a senior class yeah <laughs> uh honestly i love the seniors and i really think with your experience in infants anyway a lot of it is like especially when you're in a non grade school i can imagine like you're going to be doing the same things basically do you know you're gonna yeah you're going to be doing the same things and just it'll just be all yeah in just, english like what you were saying there about your classroom management was um was it just that classroom management system you used or was there anything else that you used well like i have um a lot of experience in i suppose classroom management behavior management i suppose from my undergraduate degree mm -hmm. so i have quite a good classroom presence mm -hmm. um like i suppose another thing i i always set an exp explicitly set especially with infants it's so important to set the expectation and because even I was studying today mm -hmm. in junior infants and I had to keep saying to them, oh, we have to put our hands up if we want to answer the question. I'm not picking oh, yeah. anyone that is going to, you know, shout out. Yeah. Um, so it's about setting that expectation. If you have something you want to say, you put your hand up and then you, you'll get your turn to say it. Yeah. If you don't, if you speak out or you speak over me or speak over, if, if, particularly if you speak over me or speak over your friends, mm. that's not respectful. It's yeah. disrespectful and we don't accept that. So it's all about fostering a very respectful classroom environment. Yeah. But that comes from setting your boundaries and what you expect from the get-go. And that's how mm -hmm. I kind of manage it. Mm -hmm. And then after, you know, for that particular class that I was on placement with, putting their name up on the board, that stopped it totally then. Because, was, you know, when the name was up there, it was like, you know, oh, I've hit the line then. Yeah, I love that. Throw, throw, yeah, throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. And I mean, if that was what was working and it's something as simple as that, like don't reinvent the wheels, particularly no. like in infants, you know, like they can't, they can't take all that in. Like they, it needs to be consistent, doesn't it? It needs to be consistent. And you're not, rein the one thing about it is you're not reinventing the wheel. Mm -hmm. There's so much stuff out there. There's so many resources. Mm -hmm. Now, I found myself personally, the likes of, you know, Twinkle and things like, there wasn't a huge amount for Guild Skulls on there okay. in certain certain subjects. Yeah. Um, but for other subjects, there's so much out there. You know, yeah. we and we've been told in college, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. You know, yes, okay, we make our own. Uh, worksheets and different things you will use those in the future yeah but if you are exhausted on placement go on twinkle yeah like, there's plenty of nights myself and yourself we've done it yeah where we are so tired we're like you know we'll see if it's on twinkle yeah it's a template of something yeah yeah like a little i you remember have to do it that way yeah i remember on sp1 i was doing brochures with them because they were doing persuasive writing so i was basically getting them to persuade me to go on a trip to japan because <laughs> mm -hmm. japan was one of my themes and we were we were doing the writing genre persuasive writing and like instead of me going and making a template i literally just 
going on twinkle like it's it's not that you're depending on twinkle it's more that you're it's not part like you have other teaching methodologies you know incorporated in your lesson mm-hmm. you're not just teaching off twinkle <laughs> you know yeah no you're not no you're not just teaching off twinkle you're not relying on twinkle but yeah. you know one thing about you know placement is you are learning how to like make your own resources yes and kind of make you bring like more creativity and stuff like that to I the as opposed to going that. off workbooks yeah i love that and i do i really enjoy that i do i really enjoy it it's not it as we said before it's not the being there in the classroom in front of the kids it's when there's an inspector looking at you it's being up all night making lesson plans and resources that's and what tired. exhausts you yeah exactly and it's five weeks yeah like realistically then with with midterm and i was off an extra week it's like seven weeks <laughs> That's such a long time. It's like two it's, months. It is. That's a really long time. Yeah. But the one thing about it is, is that, like, this course just, it just flies. It does. Or maybe in our second year. <laughs> I know. I know. And I, it's mad even saying that when people ask me, like, when I'm subbing, like, oh, like, what year are you? And I'm like, I'm in my final year. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I do that as well. And I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so overall, then, did you find the work more stressful doing lesson plans and paperwork off Squilga then? I know we kind of touched yes. on it. You did, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was more stressful. But I got used to it. And right. I started learning how to edit, you know, plans and things like that. Yeah. And um, to make the workload easier, you know, I'm not going to be dishonest here. Yeah. But yeah. yes, it was challenging. And yes, it was much more stressful and it was more hard because when you're exhausted and your brain is tired and then you see, you know, keep thinking off school. It's not just for the couple hours you're in school, you keep thinking in it and mm-hmm. um, for the rest of the day. So, yes, it was more tough, but very doable. And I have so many amazing resources now mm-hmm. that I didn't have beforehand I always like to look for the positive I always like yeah. to look for the silver lining in these things Aww. I don't like to focus on just the negative parts but because I really feel like we can all get caught up in that yeah. in the negativity yeah. especially nowadays in this day and age and with everything going on mm-hmm. we all get caught up in this negativity I know. and we focus on it instead of seeing you know the silver linings and things the positives you know the things to be grateful for Mm-hmm. And I am definitely grateful for the fact that I have extra resources. The fact that I've done this, it's an achievement myself that I can say that I did it. Yes, it was challenging. Yes, I may have lied down on the floor. Yes, I may have cried a couple of times, but it was worth I, it. As did I. I had a good nothing, few cries as well. Nothing good comes without its challenges. Nothing. Yeah, absolutely. And doing your teacher training, it's going to be challenging it either is. way. Yeah, in this and country, and an extra challenge on like I didn't do it in a Wales Cup. <laughs> yeah. Well, fair play to you, girl. I really am so proud. Um, just with in terms of support, like I know myself, like I on I genuinely, I know I said this, like it was like the first thing I said starting this episode, like I genuinely couldn't have had a better support from you doing this placement. I don't know what it was, but SP two in comparison to SP one, it literally sucked every ounce of energy out of me, and like. I had to take a full step back from my Instagram. I wasn't recording for my podcast. I barely even got to see my family or my boyfriend or his family or my friends. And, you know, the world opened up. Well, not the world. Ireland opened up during that time. And, you know, I wanted to go out and enjoy myself. And I couldn't. Do you know, I, know. I had a I had a wedding one of the weekends and I was like, I was panicked. Remember I said to you, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like, yeah. I, I, I did my full game shock tonight on that Friday night I think I only had a few things to change on the Sunday so that all I'd have left to do was the four lesson plans Mm -hmm. and that like I I was so exhausted I was like how am I going to party at a wedding (laughs) you know what I mean yeah Um, knowing that's on your back yeah so like what support did you feel like you really needed and like did you feel like you got support um from the college I suppose just like even just like an insight into a Gwale school and like was it what where did you look for resources that supported you in your learning? Was it from your teacher? Was it from books? I know you've mentioned Twinkle, but was there anything else where you would go searching for resources? Resources are really made like myself, mostly. Mm-hmm. Mostly myself, Twinkle. Um, also Shade on She. Um, okay. I used 
some of their um, resources as well, because that was the program that, you know, the teacher was using. Right. A lot of it was from the teachers. Well. She gave me some of her resources. Yeah. Um, you know, toys and things like that. And, you know, some flashcards were hers too, um, that she very kindly gave, gave to me and was like, you know, you can use them away, you know, which was lovely. And um, that's really, the, you know, the resources that I use. So with the other part, the, the support, um, the biggest support I feel like I had in this place was, was also you. <laughs> I don't, I'll be 100% honest, did I get the support from the college? I had one really lovely, lovely tutor. I both my tutors were lovely, but one lovely tutor in particular some support and was very understanding about my situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes I feel like, especially with, you know, inspections and things like that. They're not there. Kind of... Yeah, they're not there to tear you down. They are there to support you. Yeah, they are there to support you. And you, you do kind of feel like on edge and it's nice to be able to have that like personal, like in-person, you know, meeting so they can get a sense of who you are and also understand a little bit. Obviously, you're not going to tell them your life story, but mm-hmm. a little bit about the your context. situation, what's yeah. going on in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because everybody's situation is different. Yeah. And like, you know, some people don't have, you know, support at home. They don't mm-hmm. have, you know, families living at home and you know, they're, they could be doing it by themselves, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And that's tough as well to add it on that you're doing placement and coming home doing your paperwork and having to do the housework, whatever else it is. Yeah. It's tough going. Yeah. And there has to be an understanding about people's situations as well. Yeah. So do I feel like I got any support from the college beforehand? I don't really, I don't think so. Like, I have to mm-hmm. be 100% honest. Like, yes, we got a little, it was like a, school webinar thing beforehand mm-hmm. but it was kind of to go through lesson plans and stuff yeah that was beneficial that was helpful yeah um but other than that I didn't know what I was stepping into I just yeah. knew there was going to be more work yeah and as you said SB2 was so much more challenging yeah it was more work um you know we had four inspections two inspectors um, over four weeks like one of the weeks the four was weeks so one a week basically yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and you know there was more paperwork four lesson plans instead of three I game shocked to know which we hadn't done before we talked about this in an Instagram live well it's on my page if anybody wants to watch it <laughs> miss me at miss <laughs> yes <laughs> no but me. I was just I was gonna just say like um also we have to set the scene in terms of you know the I suppose training we've gotten and it's no fault of anyone but we have not met any lecturers or tutors in person face to face we literally have not like I said things opened up there in the October wasn't it like and I know um the cohort that's a year behind us they had like their on sites we literally have never officially like that was the first time I think we officially met someone from our college like an official in an official setting like of course yeah in an official capacity yeah like we did all of our face everything all of our training has been online all of our training yeah which if you think about it for the likes of drama how do you teach drama online no idea drama is a personal it's an interpersonal you know subject yeah it's very hard to do and it's very hard to get that trait so i absolutely agree that the experience that we've gotten based on the the context that we're going through at the moment mm-hmm. in specific like a pandemic has been has had an impact on our training too mm-hmm. Very um, interesting. but yeah I think like like this is what's so great about having these podcast episodes and like list, we'll be able to in, listen back to them in the future um is that things at the minute anyway change so fast and your story is is so unique because it's so like I, it's probably the first time that no one has gotten sorry the first time that someone's gone into a Gwail school to teach that's not a native speaker that's not from a Gwail tucked area did not attend a Gwail school does not speak any Gwail at home really unless they speak to themselves in the shower or something <laughs> no but in you know mirror, as I used to have to do when I was teaching myself for the <laughs> interview oh yeah well like like literally we like even that was online everything has been online so 
yeah it, it's been it's like that as like that's what i'm saying like this episode like it's just so unique in itself and having this conversation because i don't think that anyone's ever done that before like i've never honestly, heard of anybody doing it before i i really haven't that's and... literally never been trained in person <laughs> yeah never been trained in person and also went into a grail school being yeah. non-fluent um so claudia would you recommend doing a placement in a grail school for say someone like me who would be absolutely terrified i would i recommend okay i would but you have to like i wouldn't say to somebody who'd be like oh my god i'd never do that like be like oh my god you should no you have yeah. to be like okay you know i'm willing to have that experience and see what happens and mm-hmm. go for it and try my best yeah because that's the way i went in i was like i'm going to give it my all and do what i can mm-hmm. because i can do no more than that and if that's not good enough then fine yeah. fair enough we'll we'll figure out what to do from there but i would recommend it because you will get that confidence in your goal because you have to think in different subjects and um you have to you know be thinking in irish all the time and you do you do you 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 really do improve mm-hmm. your confidence and that's the main thing is your confidence to even just speak yeah yeah so yeah oh thanks so much for sharing that claudia um, thank you for having me <laughs> no no problem at all. i'm delighted to have you on i'll probably get you on again t- chatting about something else i'm really interested to hear about your experience like um before the pme i know you said you had a background in early childhood so maybe um if people want to keep their eyes peeled for that coming soon <laughs> um but i yes. suppose the last part of my podcast claudia i ask my guests um the same questions um okay. so i'm not sure if you have the answers to these but sure look we can try um do you have any like so what are your top three classroom tips my top three classroom tips. or just top classroom tip that you've experienced so far um, classroom tips, ICT is, I didn't realize before the PME how essential it was. It is essential. It makes your, you know, your lessons so much more engaging. The kids are like, I don't know, so much more involved in it when there's a bit of visuals there. Yeah. Um, behavior management, figure out it, but behavior management is all relative to the class you have and the needs and everything else that's in mm. that group that you have, have strategies for classroom management and the last classroom tip that I have is first and foremost, foster a relationship with the kids. Yeah. You will get nothing done before you do that. Yeah. Get to know them. Let them get to know you as well. I did that with my kids when we were doing Iha Hauna, we were doing, you know, on Cut Dove. And um Oh yeah. I decided to show a picture of my cats. Um two of my cats are black cats. And I was like, This is a cut dove and I was like, you know, this this is my cat. They didn't realise they were like, Aww. No, it's not. I was like, Yeah, it is. Oh. And then when they used to, we, we were doing numbers. Yeah. And I said, you know, you draw two things. They draw, they drew two cats. That's so cute. And they're like, these are you, your cats. Yeah. Major Claudia. And I mean, that just showed, you know, they were listening to me about my life. I was listening to them about their life. And that way, then we can go learning from there and totally. setting boundaries and setting rules. But we ha- you have to build that relationship first. I totally agree. And I find that's actually something really hard when subbing. Because you're literally there for a day or two and it's like, we don't have time. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get this done. And I, I find sometimes it's very difficult because they're totally thrown. You're a new person in the class. They want to they want to test you. They want to say, oh, well, our teacher. Well, hang on a minute. Is Am I am I that teacher? No, mm-hmm. my name's on the board and I'm your teacher in this very moment. Yeah, um, yeah, you have to. You have to set that rule with them, but they learn to respect you for that. Yeah. They do. Totally. They need those boundaries and they need those rules. And once they have those, they know, okay, I can't cross this with her, but if we all stay within the boundaries, we're all going to get on really well. And that's, but that's life. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, what is a resource that you can't live without? A resource that I can't live without? Yeah. PowerPoint. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, I probably wouldn't live without I cannot that live without my PowerPoint. I just... Yeah. I have a great idea in my head about something and I'm thinking, I better remember how, you know, the mm-hmm. how I want this lesson to go. Put it all in the PowerPoint. Yeah. It's right there. Yeah. <laughs> I found PowerPoint keeping, like I was saying there, but, you know, using it for Gwilga, keeping me on track. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. It's life changing. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. And you just, you have it all there and it's all grammatically correct and everything and you're mm-hmm. there. All you have to do is read off it. Yeah. Even Brilliant. all your questioner, everything. Yeah. 
Um, what is your funniest teaching moment? Like, I'm sure you've loads. <laughs> funniest teaching moment? If you have one. Well, I have one that just comes off the top of my head that happened only last week. Um, so I was working in a boys' school and <laughs> the boy asked me, a boy asked me, um, teacher, did you go to this school? And I says, do I look like a boy? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, uh, no. And then he, he was like, oh, what a stupid question to ask. <laughs> I suppose that's not the funniest one, but that was, I, I laughed. Oh, sure, even, even though it wasn't really a, like a teaching moment now, but it was just kind of the end placement. And, um, you know, one of the kids was like, you know, the teacher, the other teacher was kind of walking past her as she was saying it. She was like, Moontrakeyaya, you're the best. And she kind of stopped and she like saw the other teacher was there and the other teacher was looking at her and she's like, uh-uh. you're the best Claudia ever. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> obviously she was gonna say teacher but she was like i can't say that yeah <laughs> you're going. that's so nice or yeah. even when i was in second class and um for my first school placement we were doing debating yeah and um i was re- you know i'm really passionate about animals and yeah. um, you know i love teaching about like endangered animals and things like that and um, so we did debating you know and i think it was something that to do with the tigers or something like that the Sumatran tigers and um, you should have heard that they were, I was in near, I was really, thank God we have a mask on. Oh, so yeah. I was trying to keep it like really together. Yeah. They were like, well, if, if I cut down all the trees, there won't be any more room for the tigers. And she's like, tigers don't live in trees, do they? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I just stand there in awe and I just watch them and I'm like, what is going on? They're brilliant. They're yeah. brilliant. I love that. I love that. They got so into it, though. Yeah. So I, I really saw all of the teaching I was doing the past two weeks coming together in that debate. Brilliant. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Um, Claudia, what is a quote that you live by? What is a quote that I live by? So um, I really like this poem called Invictus. And the poem is kind of related to Nelson Mandela and his struggles and stuff. Mm-hmm. And everybody's probably heard the last two lines of the poem because I remember it was on a Guinness ad. And like, okay. I have obviously like, <clears throat> I've obviously heard this, like, you know, years and years ago. Right. Um, but the last two lines are, I'm the master of my fate. I'm the captain of my soul. Okay. And it was on a Guinness ad. And I was so annoyed then. I was like, oh my gosh, like everyone is going to think that that you know that's where I got that from yeah <laughs> so that's a quote that I live that I live by yeah Aww. I love I love that quote it's always been my favorite one ah I love that um, yeah I actually there was um I made bookmarks for the um students on school placement there and I put a little quote on it now I can't remember what it was I'd have to search my laptop but it was from Roldal Matilda there was something about them achieving their full potential. I can't remember, but I just thought it fit so well. I was, because I was in a dash school and, you know, I didn't have many kids in my class and we'd read a bit of Roald Dahl, like a bit of Matilda. And like when I sat there, I remember, this is totally off topic, but I remember sitting there um, reading them Roald Dahl. And I remember like, I sat in the middle of the room. None of them spoke. Mm-hmm. They all just listened to me. And I remember just thinking, I have these I have these students listening to me read to them right now and they're loving it so, so much. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, Wow, this is this is what I'm doing, like this is my job. I yeah. just I just had a moment of feeling like, Wow like, I'm doing the right thing, I'm on track. Yeah, like they're listening to me because like I just ha- remember like when I was in school having like the boy in striped pajamas being read to us and books like that and I just remember like sitting there and watching the teacher and it's weird to think now I'm that person. Mm-hmm. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But yeah, there was I a sure quote. even even I was subbing in today for my fourth and sixth class teacher. And like she was saying to me before she left, because I went in just to check on, you know, what I had to do and stuff. And she was like, mm-hmm. oh, she's like, you know, I've been here so long. And she's like, you were my first class. Yeah. To have. And I was thinking, oh, my gosh, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and it's so bizarre to be back in that capacity, but growing up at the same time, you know? Yeah. Um, but amazing, too. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I remember why I was sharing the bookmark thing. It was because I had a quote on it and I can't even remember the quote. 
But anyway, because yes, we were doing we were doing our quotes. I've so many I've loads of quotes as well from like Alice in Wonderland. I love the C.S. Lewis books on Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Um, but like that one is one that that one that from that poem is one that I live by. I've loads of the other quotes, but my God, when you just ask one, do you know what? I'll give the rest in the next podcast. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Claudia, is there anything you want to ask me? I know you and I. Aside from this episode, we are best friends outside of this and (laughs) I yeah I suppose is there anything you want to ask me maybe what did I have for dinner (laughs) did you have a nice dinner did you enjoy it I actually did yeah I had um curry today so I love chicken curry yeah yeah because I heard you asking about chicken kievs and I was like she's hardly having chicken kievs again is she that was that was yesterday (laughs) <laughs> or was he actually yeah it was yeah yeah you love your chicken Kiev, I so. do I get so excited when I come home and there's chicken Kievs I'm like yes um, and I'm there like yeah I could have a vegetarian version what's the vegetarian <laughs> version just a Kiev no chicken I know yeah so tell me um do you have any questions <laughs> what's my question um how are you finding subbing at the moment um, to be honest with you, I'm loving being in school. It's definitely um, a change to the pressures of school placement. It's not the same exhaustion at all. Um, mm. I, what I'm finding difficult now is getting back into the workload. Um, yeah. It's getting into the ped force, getting back into those face-to-face days. And mm-hmm. I suppose I just keep telling myself, like, as you said earlier, we're on the home stretch now. Like, I, I'm like, how do I even start my dissertation? Like, and I'm feeling quite overwhelmed, to be honest with you. Not not about subbing, because I love subbing. And to be honest with you, I'm quite nervous about not having three months of pay next year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then the summer as well. Like, you know, it's all these things you're thinking about. Like, I, I need to sub now so that I have money. Do you know? This is what I was saying to people who think that they, for the first year while they're doing Hibernia, to just stay in their jobs, whatever it is, and then sub after. There's not time, really. No. because in your second year because september nobody's really sick in september you're not really covering anyone then mm-hmm. you're out on placement till end of november yeah and you've already got a month three weeks maybe to do a bit of subbing and then back out in january for another month basically and then mid february we're back out on placement again till may <laughs> well till may. till may so then you've got another month so really you only have a couple of months to be you know earning money or getting that experience subbing so and getting your the one thing about teaching is you really have to start subbing and getting your name into schools and your teeth into schools is the only way yeah because you then you know be that, that's because um you, then you'll know what jobs you want to go for then yeah totally claudia listen i loved having you on my podcast i think we thank could chat. thank you for having me i had a great time <laughs> oh, i think we could chat literally for days and hours which we do already but <laughs> we do it already but people don't want to be listening, listening. to claudia yeah. and Haley diaries <laughs> um, crying on the floor <laughs> yeah i suppose i'll hand over just the last bit here to you if you want to share how people can find you maybe what you share what your passions are whatever you want to share um and we'll we'll close off this episode but i just want to say a massive thank you for sharing your experience i know um it's you're quite vulnerable and you're quite open and raw to share experience and say look it didn't go this didn't work out my way or this didn't you know this i didn't ha- i wasn't always so happy <laughs> through school placement no, and... I, I wasn't i wasn't all smiling and happy like no. this i was you know tired yeah. sick exhausted lying on the floor yeah. trying to get things done crying yeah you know upset after visits yeah. i'm as real as everybody else <laughs> and that's the thing like as well like you know when you have an instagram page um especially particularly a teaching account you know it it's not it's not those two second pictures that you see on instagram like you know there's a person behind those pages and you know it can be it can be a really really challenging tough time but I have to say overall the teaching community online is so helpful you know Mm -hmm. so uh reassuring great for ideas but at times it can be overwhelming but I suppose that's a whole other topic Um, yeah but yeah I'm just gonna let you finish off this last snippet of of the episode and um yeah thanks Claudia (laughs) and thank you Hayley for having me on so um yes everybody can find me on my instagram so it's miss all we're one for the username um 
I suppose my specialism, as I already said, is in early childhood. So I have shared a lot about, I was working in a preschool last year. So I shared about working and studying. Um, I should share about, you know, my life as a student teacher um, and I suppose being the Gwell School, different milestones that we've reached. And I come on my chat, I answer questions um, and I'm very, as Hayley said, I'm very vulnerable. I'm very real about it when I do come on. Mm-hmm. Bear with me sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I can't be there all the time. But um, yeah, you can find me there and do give it a follow if you're interested. And I want to say thank you so much to Hayley for having me on. This is lovely. It's just like a recorded video chat we normally have. Yeah. <laughs> we had a great time. And um, thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. And I hope you enjoyed it.